Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Let's see here. Today is 13 January. It's Sunday. Thank you. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And we have, let's see here, I got a one final bandana from the people at Pal Talk. They sent me a whole bunch of them, and this is the last one that I can wear. They sent me one other, which is blue, but it matches the color of the blue screen behind us. Yeah. And so I would look empty-headed, which <laughs> would probably be fitting, but I can't wear it. So all you'd see is that thing swirling around. So we'll have to skip that one bandana, but uh, I want to thank them for all that they sent to me. That was really wonderful. And then we have some people visiting today. We've got Harry DeCavo. Is that right? Yes. Okay. He's from, he's a retired police officer. Second week in a row, we've had a retired police officer from up in New Jersey, which they've been getting slammed in the prophecy updates lately, and I think they'll probably get slammed again today. So it's good you've moved to Florida. Um, let's see here. Then we have uh, Sue Jacobs. Oh, wonderful Sue Jacobs from Rochester. And then Mary Jasper from Ocala. It's wonderful to have you ladies here. And then we also have Jordan and Gabby over here who are visiting with their mother who is a regular at the church. And actually, Gabby is dating Jordan who is with his mother. So there you go. I want to clarify that. And then we also have Carolyn and Connie who are the sisters of Beth Colvin who attends here. And thank you so much for coming. And then we have a new person that's attending here who just moved right in down the road. His name is Peter. So it's well, wonderful to have all of you here, and I thank you very much for making the effort. And then we have, as always, our first category, which is Israel from Al Jazeera. Israel vows to, and I have no problem with this, okay? If you do, I'm sorry, but I have no problem with this. Israel vows to worsen the conditions for Palestinian prisoners, okay? Israel's public secretary minister has announced plans to worsen conditions for the Fakistanian prisoners in Israeli jails, including rationing water supplies and reducing the number of family visits. Now, this sounds terrible, but they're really taken care of well over there. And there's a reason why they're doing this. In America, our prisoners are treated way too well. They want to be in prison, many people. They'll go out of jail, it's their time is up, and they'll go right out and commit another crime so they can be back in jail. They get cable, they get three meals a day, et cetera, et cetera. Why go somewhere else, okay? The plan moves, which are expected to come into force in the coming weeks after being approved by the Israeli cabinet, were sharply criticized by the Fakistanian leaders and activists who described them as another escalation of human rights violations by Israel. The plan will also see jails removing cooking rights and limiting prisoners' access to television as well as blocking funds to the Fakistanian authority. The minister said that family visits had already been halted for prisoners affiliated with the Fakistanian movement Hamas. The plan also includes preventing members of the Knesset, which is Israel's parliament, it's like our Congress, from visiting the detainees. The policy of separating Hamas prisoners from those affiliated with the rival Fakistanian faction Fatah will also come to an end. As Erdan said, that holding inmates in cells based on organizational affiliation resulted in strengthening their organization identity. 
The minister also said that there will be clear limits on the amount of water a prisoner consumes each day, including a cap on the number of times they are allowed to shower. So this isn't water that you need to hydrate yourself. This is water that they're just standing in the shower all day and taking showers, and they're saying we're limiting this. There's nothing that is inappropriateness. I guarantee you that they are given the medical checkups that every Israeli citizen is given once a year or whatever. They are taken very well care of, but they've been getting too much, and they're just treating it like a, a trip to, you know, Wonderland while they get fed and and eventually they get out and they return to what they're doing. So one for Israel. Israel bans paying for, anybody read this one? It's surprising it hasn't come out already, but bans paying for prostitution. A Messianic Jewish organization, which means that they are believers in Christ, it took them to get this done, has been advocating for a change in the law regarding prostitution for about 10 years. It's taken 10 years to get this through. The first time someone is caught, they will be fined 2,000 Israeli shekels, which is, I don't know what the amount is, but it's, you know, I don't know the shekel conversion. But the second time that amount is doubled, a third time can lead to a penalty of 75,300 shekels. Instead of criminalizing the sex workers, the law puts the penalty on those who exploit them. Very smart, actually. The justice minister can advocate an alternative to paying the fines, such as attending a workshop in order to raise awareness of the harm caused to those trapped in a cycle of prostitution and to educate on the subject in order to prevent a repeat offense. Well, in America, we're doing the exact opposite. We're starting to legalize these things in many places, and they have finally started to do the right thing in Israel there. And getting the perpetrators is a smart move. It really is. From Aretz Shiva, law restricting use of cash goes into effect. All right, now this is Israel. This is the heart of the nations here, and as Israel goes, the rest of the world is going to go. Officially titled Law to Reduce the Use of Cash, the measure went into effect with the start of the new year. Based on tax authority estimates, about one-fifth of economic activity in Israel is unreported. The implication of the shadow economy in Israel is a loss of tax revenues of about 11.5 to 14.4 billion dollars, that's U.S. dollars per year, an amount equal to nearly the entire budget of Israel's Ministry of Defense, of Health, or of Education. The finance ministry has planned for a ban on transactions involving a business or employer on transactions between two private individuals. In accordance with an agreement reached with the Knesset Finance Committee chairman, however, the ban will be instituted in stages. Under the law, the caps on the usage of cash for transactions or payments of wages are 2,900 U.S. dollars for businesses or employers and up to 13,300 for transactions between private citizens. Other restrictions include a $5,300 limit to purchase by private individuals from businesses. And Harel Locker, who compiled the report, said the law was part of a larger move towards a cashless society. Exactly. So there you see, this is going on in Israel. Israel will set the standard in this. They've tried it in India. It's working okay. They've certainly tried it in Sweden. It's working all right there. But Israel will be the standard, and the world is going to follow suit pretty soon. There will be nothing to transfers without somebody knowing it and getting their piece of the pie. From the, but however, I've talked to Israel, or I'm sorry, Sergio in Israel about this in the past, and he says there's a lot of you know people that just don't they they live completely off the economy and they're they're just abusing the system and that's why they need to do this. So, but there should be 
you know, a little bit more control than just saying you're going to go cashless and, and harm everybody in the process. But Times of Israel, Honduras agrees to advance Jerusalem embassy move. Good job, Honduras. Times of Israel, Moldova president said to very seriously consider moving embassy to Jerusalem. Good job, Moldova. And from the Air Force Times, this is very cool. What I'd like you to do is go home and just type it into YouTube and listen. These guys really handled this well. Do you feel a draft? Israeli pilots land an F-15 after their canopy flies off. They're flying at very high speeds, and the canopy just blew off. And the initial sound is almost impossible to imagine. It was very, very loud. But these guys were cool. They were calm. They called in to another base that was closer, and they said, we've lost our canopy. We need to turn on the runway lights. We're coming in. And so go listen to that video. Just type it into YouTube scroll bar, and you'll enjoy listening. It's about three or four minutes long. Uh, let's see here from Christian News today. I'm uh, reminded once in a while that uh, there are people out there that we do this update every week, and I say week after week after week, stop watching 55 Prophecy Updates. Get sound doctrine. And in the past couple of weeks, I've had people that have emailed me and said, you know, I took your challenge and I started watching your Genesis sermons or your Leviticus sermons or your Ruth sermons. And they said, I absolutely have a change in my attitude. Yeah. Prophecy updates edify nobody. They're transitory. They tell us what's going on in the world. It's good to know, just like watching the evening news, as long as you're not watching CNN or MSNBC. <laughs> but, you know, it's stuff that you hear and you pass over. Okay? These sermons and understanding the Word of God is eternal. And so I would challenge you that if you're still not listening to what I say week after week after week and you're on YouTube and watching one crazy video after another, that you would take the time to watch some of the sermons on the Superior Word website or YouTube or at least attend a church where they open the Bible and preach from the Word of God. Too many people sit at home and they just poke around on the computer and they're not fellowshipping with anybody. They're not sharing in Christ with anybody. The people that attend online attend with us. They take communion with us. I had somebody post on my uh, Facebook page a day ago, this is our weekly communion, and it had a picture of me standing here at the communion table, and they had their communion laid out in front of them waiting for us to take it together. So you can do this, and you don't have to just spend your life watching prophecy updates and other goofy stuff on YouTube. And having said that, there are people, there's a very good friend of mine now who's come to visit us several times that didn't really even know Jesus, and he was watching prophecy updates. And he started to watch the sermons, and he has come to become a strong, faithful believer in Christ because of that. So I'd like to just stop for a minute and say that if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can watch Prophecy Updates until you're blue in the face. You can give to AIDS research like Bill Gates does. You can do all of these things, and you are not going to enter into heaven. You're not going to enter into the new Jerusalem. You will not be a part of what God is doing unless you have taken the time. I'm going to read you the gospel and then you can make the decision yourself so that uh, you understand at least one time in your life what it means to be saved and to know with certainty that you will be in heaven with Jesus Christ who came to die and pay your sin debt. Here's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He said, this is the gospel. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins. What does that mean? That means you're a sinner, right? You inherited it from your father. You're already separated from God the moment you were conceived. There's no hope. Jesus said it himself in John 3, 18. If you don't believe in the son, you're condemned already. 
It's a done deal. You don't need to do anything to go to the wrong place. You need to do something to go to the right place. He died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Okay, he was buried to signify that he was really dead, not just a swoon death, as some people claim. And then he rose again. By the power of God, he was raised in order to, yeah, swoon death. Some people say he just swooned on the cross and he was okay. Yeah, he was walking around two days later after having been crucified. Right. It'd be three months and you wouldn't be over that one. Anyway, um, how you appropriate what I just read you, that Christ died for your sins. This is in Romans chapter 10. It's in verses 9 and 10, which is, by the way, written to the Gentiles. I've, there's this movement going on in the world today that Romans 10, 9, and 10 doesn't apply to us because 9 through 11 is speaking about the Jews. Well, it is speaking about the Jews, but it's doctrine for the church, right? It's in the singular in the Greek. The words are in the singular in the Greek, you. It's not speaking about the nation of Israel. If you're trying to divide the book of Romans into subgroupings, you're doing the wrong thing. Here's what it says. For with the heart one believes, I'm sorry, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart. That's what's required. When I got married, it wasn't, what are you going to do about it? And I just walked away. I had to say something. I said, I do. I received this woman as my wife. And that's what the Lord would ask you to do. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. And he says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I didn't write those words, but I'm not going to abuse them the way that people are in modern times by saying that you don't have to confess Jesus with your mouth. They say, well, that's a work and you're saved by grace through faith and not of works. That's not a work. The speaking of the works of the law. That has nothing to do with the law. That has to do with overcoming the law by believing in the one who fulfilled the law on your behalf. So I would ask you to do that today. Back to the Prophecy Update. Christian News. From the Hill. Trump suggests Vatican proves that a border wall is moral. Good job. I like him. President Trump suggested that a border wall can't be immoral because there are walls around the Vatican, and they're big, tall walls. When they say the wall's immoral, well, then you got to do something about the Vatican because the Vatican has the biggest wall of them all, Trump said during a mark, remark at a meeting with his cabinet members. I like him. From Christian News, Dope Francis asserts during New Year's, Mary, Mother of God, Mass, she is our life, our sweetness, our hope. This is Dope Francis. He's asserting during his New Year's Mass that Mary is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Well, I'd like to read you a couple of verses from Scripture. From John 14, 6, it says that Jesus is our life, not Mary. Okay? From 1 Timothy 1, verse 1, it says that Christ is our hope. Okay? That's explicit right there in the Bible. It doesn't say anything about Mary. And then in Ephesians 5, verse 2, it says that Christ is a sweet aroma to God. He's a fragrant offering to God on our behalf. So he got it wrong on all three of them. Dope Francis led Roman Catholics on Tuesday in the observance of the feast day called the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, which he expressed the hope that Mary would protect. She's dead. She's in a grave waiting to be raised by her Savior, protect the people for the new year, and claim that in times of trouble, men should not only lift their eyes to Our Lady, 
but also let Mary gaze upon them, for she is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Now, lifting our eyes to Our Lady, which verse in the Bible, I'll give you a Maserati if you can tell me which verse in the Bible does this one violate, okay? Hebrews 12, verse 2, my favorite verse in the Bible, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Doesn't say anything about Mary. Nobody here gets a Maserati. Mail online. The dope contempts nationalist leaders for undermining global diplomacy. Dope Francis, concerned over a rise to power of populist and nationalist leaders, said it mirrors what happened in World War I and World War II. Boy, is he taking that one out of context. The pontiff told Vatican ambassadors nationalism weakens global diplomacy. Well, guess what? The Pope was supporting during World War II. He was right there with Adolf Hitler. Absolutely. They call him Hitler's Pope at the time. From the Telegraph, homosexuality is to blame for sexual abuse, not Catholic Church, claims a German cardinal. A German cardinal provoked anger and controversy when he claimed the RCC was not responsible for sexual abuse by its clerics and instead sought to pin the blame on homosexuality. What has happened in the church is no different from what is happening in the society as a whole. Cardinal Brown Mueller said, the real scandal is that the Catholic Church hasn't distinguished itself from the rest of society. I would agree with that all wholeheartedly. The study commissioned by the German Bishops Conference last year found that more than 3,600 children were sexually abused by Catholic clergy in Germany between 1946 and 2014. That's only in Germany and that's only the ones they know about. But Cardinal Brown Mueller claimed that only a vanishingly small number of clergy had committed abuses. He said the real problem was homosexuality, and it claimed it was statistically proven that there's a link between homosexuality and abuse. I would agree with that as well. Society forgets or covers up the fact that 80% of cases of sexual assault in the church involve male use, not children. Okay, I would like to say that when you tell somebody something that is not scriptural in any way, shape, or form, that you can't marry in order to be in a priesthood, that you are condoning the very thing that he is saying shouldn't happen. The Bible never says that a person shouldn't be married. It does say that a bishop or an elder should be the husband of but one wife. That's right, meaning he can't be a polygamist. But other than that, it doesn't say anything about not getting married. And actually, Paul later writes that there are certain people that will come along and say that they, you shouldn't be married. So he's identifying the Catholic Church in advance, all of the things that they do, which are warned against right in Scripture. So they are causing their own problems by putting out their policies as they have. From the Christian Post, Americans' trust and honesty, ethics of clergy hits all-time low in Gallup ranking of professions. Well, that doesn't surprise me either. The Gallup poll conducted between December 3rd through 12th of 1,025 U.S. adults found that only 37% of respondents had a very high or high opinion of the honesty and ethical standards of clergy. 43% of people gave them an average rating, while 15% said they had a low or very low opinion. Gallup noted that 37% very high or high score for clergy is the lowest since it began asking the question in 1977. The historical high of 67% occurred back in 1985. Does anybody remember who was president in 1985? It was uh, Reagan. Ronaldus Maximus, that's correct. And the score has been dropping below the overall average positive rating of 54% since 2009. Does anybody remember who was in office and, uh, in 2009? 
That's right. As the society goes, so goes the churches with the society. In the Gallup poll, 48% of Protestants rated clergy positively compared to only 31% of Catholics. And I would say that's probably high. Somebody paid them to do that. Nurses, meanwhile, came out on top of the rankings. I'm married to a nurse. I can say she's top of my rankings for sure. Anyway, um, let's see here. With 84% of respondents rating their honesty and ethical standards as very high or high. That would be my wife and all other nurses. My son's a nurse. Oh, boy, those people at the uh, place that he works at love him. They, they fight over him. Who's going to take him? Who's, uh, who's going to get him to take them to the opera? Who's going to get him to take them to dinner at night? Because they have to have somebody accompany them if they leave the uh, facility. One guy has taken my son to Luxembourg twice. He's taken him to New York. I mean, he just loves my son. And so there you go. He's part of that 84% of very high respondents there. I'm so proud of that kid. Anyway, you can't tell though, can you? <laughs> Medical doctors, pharmacists, and high school teachers followed near the top of the list, while at the very bottom were telemarketers, car salespeople, and members of Congress. Yes. One notable change is that one-third of Americans now rate the honesty and ethics of journalists more highly, marking a 10-point jump since 2016 to a level not seen in four decades. I don't know how that happened. This change is largely driven by Democrats, and although it is a positive change, journalists have had a long way to go before reaching the ratings of highly esteemed nurses. So they're still way down in the gutter somewhere. Anyway, from Islam Today. Haaretz says Iran's central bank proposes slashing four zeros from its failing currency. Now, we say that sanctions don't work in this nation and that what Trump did was wrong. Absolutely not. Iran's central bank has proposed slashing four zeros from the real after the currency plunged in a year marked by an economic crisis fueled by U.S. sanctions. A bill to remove four zeros from the national currency was presented to the government by the central bank, and I hope this matter can be concluded as soon as possible. IRNA quoted central bank governor as saying, proposals to remove four zeros from the currency have been floated since 2008, but the idea has gained strength as the real has lost more than 60% of its value in 2018. Yes, sanctions do work, despite a recent recovery engineered by central bank in defiance of U.S. sanctions. Washington Times. Trump's crackdown on countries slow walking deportations yields immediate results. Sierra Leone for years has thumbed its nose at U.S. officials slow walking deportations so badly that it earned its way onto DHS's recalcitrant country naughty list. What this means is we have somebody we want to deport. They're from Sierra Leone. And they say, we're not taking them back. Well, Trump took care of it. Uh -huh. President Trump took office vowing action, and one of his first executive orders instructed his admin to stop issuing visas to the worst offending countries. Sierra Leone was targeted with sanctions in 2017, and the change came quickly, with 44 deportees sent back that year and 79 shipped back in fiscal year 2018. While much of Trump's immigration agenda remains tied up in federal courts, or we'd have all of our problems solved, except for the liberal courts, or stalemated in Congress, he has made extraordinary progress on recalcitrant countries like Sierra Leone, cutting the number of deadbeat countries from a peak of 23 in 2015 down to just nine as of last month. 
Under President Trump, we have made historic progress in ensuring countries take back their nationals who have no legal right to live or work in the United States, said Katie Waldman, a spokesman for the DHS. Good job, President Trump. They what? Sanctions work. Absolutely. From CR, new Democrat congresswoman literally wipes Israel off of her office map. Yes, the office of Representative Rashida Tlaib, Democrat of Michigan, who claims Fakistinian heritage, has placed a so-called correction on the map in her office, replacing the sovereign state of Israel with a post-it note that says, Fakistein on it. I don't know why she'd call it Fakistein, but there you go. Anyway, um, so Tlaib has literally wiped Israel off the map on her first day in office. Islamic supremacist and anti-Semitic activist Linda Sarsour was on hand for Tlaib's swearing-in ceremony. Sarsour arrived in Washington days after keynoting an end-of-the-year Islamic conference in Chicago. Upon winning her Democrat primary race in Michigan, Tlaib was seen dancing with a Fakistinian flag. Representative Tlaib is also a person of concern to U.S. partners in the Middle East. A lengthy expose published in November in Al Arabiya voiced concern about her pro-Muslim brotherhood, pro-Islamic policy positions. So this is not a good person that's in the U.S. Congress. From BBC... Saudi women to get divorce confirmation by text message. Yes, you can now be divorced by text. A new regulation in Saudi Arabia, and this is actually helping them. This is, this is something to help the women compared to what they used to have. Listen to this. A new regulation in Saudi Arabia set to stop Saudi women from being divorced without their knowledge. Starting from Sunday, courts will be required to notify women by text on rulings confirming their divorces. Local female lawyers suggest the measure will end what are known as secret divorces, cases where men end a marriage without telling their wives. The directive would ensure women are fully aware of their marital status and can protect rights such as alimony. So in the past, they could be divorced and have no idea that they're divorced. So this is actually a step up getting divorced by text. You're no longer married to your husband. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Mail online. Swiss woman is charged with assault. Listen to this. Swiss woman, ladies, think about this. She's charged with assault after slapping an Afghan migrant who kept groping her during New Year's Eve celebrations. He was groping her, she slapped him, and now she is charged with assault. This is the state of Sweden and places that are going in that direction in the world today. The unnamed Swiss woman was allegedly groped in Vienna on New Year's Eve. She has now been arrested on an assault charge after breaking the man's nose. Former PM and businessman Christopher Blocher has offered to pay her fine. From Mongolia, from Russian Times... Metal mania, that's rock and roll metal. Metal mania from Mongolia invades YouTube with guitar riffs, guttural singing. Now, the good thing about this is if you like heavy metal, but you don't like the lyrics because, you know, they say something offensive, you just turn to some other country that plays something. You have no idea what they're saying, and you can enjoy your heavy metal. Bang your head all day, okay? I, I do this. You know, I got all kinds of wonderful music from the Ukraine and from Russia. It plays all day. It just comes up on my, my YouTube mix. I have no idea what they're saying, and I love the music. It's not metal. It's whatever comes up. But, hey, listen, if lyrics offend me, I just don't listen to them anymore. But if I can't understand it and I like the music, I'm listening. So here you go. The what? He made all the music. It's, what we, it's like technology. Technology is neutral. 
It's what we do with it, good or bad. Facebook can be good. You can have a ministry on Facebook. You can glorify the Lord on Facebook, or you can be, you know, a pervert on Facebook. It's up to you what you do with it. Well, here we go. Centuries after Genghis Khan raged across Eurasia, Mongolians have launched a new kind of offensive, which might outshine the conquests of their ancestors. The band Who, which is H-U, not W-H-O, mixing rock music with traditional themes has found inspiration in their country's long history, making nomadic life great again. Two clips released by the band named Who are sending shockwaves across YouTube, conquering new fans all over the globe. The band defining their style as Who Knew Rock apparently takes pride in their nation's storied past. The Who incorporate the sound of traditional instruments like a horsehead fiddle, jaw harp, and a local type of guitar, as well as throat singing. If you've never heard that, it is amazing. Okay, throat singing into the more familiar heavy metal sound of pounding bass and rock drums. All the band members have a solid music education as they learn to play historic instruments at the Mongolian State Conservatory. And they're taking their time with this first album. They have been working on it for seven years. So I'd like to hear it. Uh, I did hear one of the songs, and I didn't find it very bad at all. From Daniel 12 Technology Today, Mail Online says, Scientists develop a groundbreaking robot which could revolutionize spinal surgery because it can drill holes with 0.1 millimeter accuracy, better than ever recorded for humans. So if you have spinal bifida, this is your ticket here. Patients with scoliosis need spine straightening surgery involving drilling. It senses the patient's movements to adjust its actions for better precision. 0.01 millimeters, that's almost nothing. Mail Online says, the end of skin cancer? Breakthrough, half of our families had skin cancer of one type or another. Mom's had half of her face cut off at one time or another. And are you here? You are here. She's always going through it. I mean, and why? When I was a kid, she would be out, you know, like a whale lying on one of those rafts, the blow-up rafts on the Gulf of Mexico with her friend Pat. And they'd be out there all day, weren't you? All day, every day. And now we know that that's not good for your body. But I grew up growing on the beach with the white toe head and right my two brothers so I'm going to be suffering from this eventually too because while they're out floating we're on the beach digging holes and stuff but here it says scientists have made a breakthrough discovery regarding treatment of cancer research has uncovered special immune cells which put melanomas to sleep experts did not know how the tissue resident memory T cells worked until now so you just put them to sleep and then you're done with it mail online the Star Wars-style cars that can walk. These are actually really cool cars, too. They're from Hyundai. How do you pronounce it? Hyundai. Okay, thank you. Unveils creepy walker vehicles, including taxis, that can clamber over difficult terrain and climb a five-foot wall. If you're up in the uh, New York and you've got those uh, places that are, what do they call them? You know, you've got stairs that go up to your house. They're rows of houses. What are they called? You're from New York. You know what I'm calling? No, 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 Vic. Row houses, thank you. I'm looking at Vic and not you. Anyway, yeah, um, they have these row houses and they go upstairs, five or uh, six sets of stairs. They can take the car and back up to the front door so somebody that's in a wheelchair can just get right into it from the top stair. And they're still, the front wheels are still down on on roads. roads. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, Elevate is a concept car with four wheels on robotic legs, which are folded up in them when they drive. Hyundai says it will be able to go where no vehicle has gone before. 
thanks to its unique walking gaits. When it comes to difficult terrain, the legs unfold, allowing it to walk and even climb upstairs. If you're stuck in the snow, you just walk out of the snow. It's very cool. Anyway, <laughs> Revelation Plagues today. Mail online, bad news for England here. Super gonorrhea is becoming more resistant to common antibiotics, making options limited for the soaring amount of cases, officials warn. Resistance to the three most common drugs continue to grow, health officials say. Cases of the silent STI are rising by 22% in the year 2016 and 2017. British man was detected as having the worst case ever last year. They did get it under control with him, but it was very close. Motherboard says there is a growing population of wild monkeys with deadly herpes virus in Florida. Yes, we got to face this here. Terrible. The risk that humans may contract the deadly herpes virus is low, but the number of monkeys with the virus is set to explode, increasing risk of contact. Experts say that a population of rhesus macaques infected with the deadly herpes virus in Florida is on the verge of doubling, which increases the risk that the virus will be transmitted to humans. Approximately 200 rhesus macaques that roam Silver Springs Park were brought to Florida in the 1930s and were originally contained within an island within the park. Over the past 80 years, however, the monkeys have spread throughout central Florida. And according to one expert, the population is set to double in the coming years. By 2022, which is probably during the tribulation period, there are probably going to be around 400 animals. Continual growth of that population is going to occur without intervention. It's going to be a problem. The CDC published research on the Florida macaque population, which found that roughly 25% of the monkeys carried MCHV1, a disease that can be fatal in humans. The report noted that the virus can be transmitted from the monkeys to humans and concluded that wildlife management plans should be put in place to limit human exposure to the virus. So we've got something going on in Florida and you know, I said that it's probably going to be during the tribulation period. I was just making a tongue-in-cheek there. I have no idea when Christ is coming. But if these are out there, and, you know, this is the kind of thing that people don't think about. But when the ball drops, listen, what was it like at the store? Pick any store that you went to just before Irma hit a year ago. Did anybody go to Publix? It was chaos. There was nothing left. I couldn't even get a, a, a thing of bleach. I just wanted to clean the bathrooms here, right? And so I went to get bleach. There wasn't anything on the store shelves at all, okay? And that was just for a, a, a hurricane that's coming through. Now imagine when the ball drops and everything is bought out and nothing is being shipped in for the next day, right? All of a sudden, you've got people that are going to be going out with their guns because we have 852 million guns in America, and they're going to be shooting animals to live, and they don't care if it's a monkey or if it's a deer. They're going to eat whatever they can because this is going to be a terrible place to live in when the ball drops, okay? I'm talking about when the church is taken out, probably, and the people are left here, and they go eating these things, and all of a sudden it spreads like wildflower. Wildfire, not flower, not wildflower. Yeah, it spreads like wildfire. And that's why it says in the book of Revelation that... A th the beasts of the earth are going to kill a third of the people. And you wonder, how can that be? We've got the earth subdued. It's not talking about the beasts literally coming and eating the people. It's talking about equine encephalitis. It's talking about, you know, these, these beasts have diseases which transmit to people. Okay? Swine flu, all of that. Well, we've got monkey flu or whatever it is now, too. This is going to be a scary world. You want to know Christ and you want to be out of here when Christ calls us home. Morality today. WCHS. 
New York City's law allowing gender-neutral birth certificates begins. New York City residents who don't identify as a male or a female can change their birth certificates to X. This began on January 1st. The law removes the requirement that residents need an affidavit from a doctor or mental health professional to change the gender on their birth certificates. You don't need it. You just go down and change it. It also allows parents to choose the X designation for their newborns. So your newborn, oh, I don't know what it is. Just put an X there. De Blasio, a Democrat, says New Yorkers should be free, listen to his quote, they should be free to tell their government who they are and not the other way around. This is New York City that tells you you can't drink a large soda. You're not allowed to sell this. They regulate your life so completely in New York City, but in this, you get the exception. These people are insane. From the Daily Caller, new Democrat Congresswoman hangs transgender flag outside her office. So all of the rest of Congress has to see that nonsense. Democrat from Virginia, uh, Representative Jennifer Wexton placed a transgender flag outside of her office on Capitol Hill right after being sworn in. From the Daily Caller, House Democrats trying to restore funding for overseas abortions. Thank goodness we have the president we have who can veto that nonsense because he got rid of it. Now they're trying to make it law, okay? CBC. Does anybody know what the loony is? It's the money they use in Canada. It's called the loony. It's like we have the, uh, the dollar or we have, what do we call it? Uh, uh, greenbacks, thank you. Oh, the greenbacks, thank you. Okay, the new loony to commemorate end of laws against homosexuality. So they're going to have a bill that commemorates the end of homosexuality in, in Canada. It'll be a $3 bill? It'll be a $3 bill, yes. The Royal Canadian Mint, that was very good. You get a Maserati for that. The Royal Canadian Mint is releasing a new, oh, I'm sorry, it's a $1 coin design next year, commemorating the 50th anniversary of the decriminalization of homosexuality in Canada. Same-sex sexual activity between consenting adults was decriminalized in 1969. Now, here's the pattern that you want to know. Two years after then-Justice Minister Pierre Trudeau introduced amendments to the criminal code, famously declaring there's no place for the state in the bedrooms of the nation. The new coin design was approved by the government of his son, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on December 14th. So you got one father just passing it on to his son. Terrible. From Fox News, Batwoman series ordered at the CW featuring Ruby Rose as first openly gay lead superhero. After making her debut on this year's massive DC Comics crossover event on the CW, Ruby Rose will officially break new ground in the genre as the first openly lesbian superhero to lead her own TV show. The bat is out of the bag and I'm beyond thrilled and honored. I'm also an emotional wreck because this is a childhood dream. This, yeah, this is something I would have died to have seen on TV when I was a young member of the LGBT community who never felt representative on TV and felt alone and different. Rose said at the time of her casting, thank you everyone, and then she says, thank you God. I'm glad that the person that wrote the article used a small g in that one. Forbes. 312,000 jobs added in December, manufacturing growing 714% faster under Trump than Obama. The BLS released its December jobs report showing non-farm employment was up by 312,000, stronger than analysts expected. Now, I'm not, once again, 
the economy could collapse tomorrow. And that's it was set up that way by our previous president. It's going to happen. But in the meantime, our president is doing the right thing. Remember when our previous president said the jobs are gone and they're not coming back and they are coming back. Let's see here. Uh, The impressive jobs number, along with the Fed singling patients on rate hikes, shook the stock market loose from its doldrums, with the Dow posting a 747% gain, or point gain, sorry, with the December jobs number. President Trump now has two full years of economic performance to compare with his predecessor, Obama. The two biggest statistical standouts are, one, manufacturing jobs are growing at a 714% faster clip under Trump than over a similar time under Obama. And under Obama, federal, state, and local government employment grew six times faster than did manufacturing jobs. While under Trump, that ratio has been reversed. That means it's all private sector that's being done instead of government, with the manufacturing jobs growing five times faster than government jobs. From NBC, UVA, which is the University of Virginia, tells Latina sorority studying 25 hours a week is hazing. Asking them to study to get good grades to stay in the sorority is hazing. A predominantly Latina sorority says it was wrongly punished for hazing by the University of Virginia after requiring its members to study 25 hours a week. The Sigma Lambda Upsilon sued in September saying the university agreed with a recruit who complained that being asked to study so much violates school hazing policy. The school suspended the sorority last month. The sorority, also known as Senoritas Latinas Unidas, says, I I hope I said that right, says some classes in athletic programs have the same expectations regarding studying. It says the university is discriminating against the sorority because racially different fraternal organizations weren't suspended over their hazing claims. Zero Hedge. The not-so-special U.S.-U.K. relationship. I'm just going to read you a quote out of here. The U.S. and the U.K., why it's not so special. And so heavily involving the British intelligence services in interfering in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, directly working against the Republican candidate Donald Trump and in favor of the Democrat candidate Hillary Clinton, the British state may have just crossed a red line too far in the mind of President Trump. Yeah. South Africa today. Thank you, Beth. 460 farm attacks, 64 farm murders in South Africa in 2018. And it's only going to get worse next year, folks, or this year. From that equates to one farmer being murdered every 5.7 days and 1.3 farm attacks per day on average. Whilst the South African president, Cyril Ramphosa, and the ANC government is denying the existence of these attacks, the horrific fact is that the white minority are under siege and black leaders are openly calling for the killing of whites. Zero hedge. Gun ownership surges in Europe. Imagine that. Amid wave of terror attacks, migrant crime. Who would have thought that? Zero hedge. Anybody know where President Bongo is president of? Congo. Not the Congo, but that's, that was a good one. He's the president of Gabon, okay? I thought this was an interesting article. President Bongo, safe after military coup fails in oil-rich Gabon. And my thought, they tried to drum him out. <laughs> Got a uh, less Rick here for you. 
The Gallup polls rank Congress low, right down there with clergy, you know, and nurses rank top while priests take a drop. They count who most honestly shows. Good job, Les. Or his wife. They send me two and I pick one. If I have room, I'll do two, but I never do. Let's see here. I got a couple of uh, ironies. Actually, I've got three for you this week. Ironies, and they're all under the title of feeling punchy. Yes, mail online. Would-be kidnapper runs after a woman into a North Carolina karate dojo and gets beaten up by the sensei. Yes, feeling punchy. From mail online. Female UFC fighter leaves robber bruised and bloodied after he tries to rob her using a cardboard gun in Brazil. He's feeling punchy. And then finally from Mail Online right here in Florida, Mugger attacks Florida senior citizen, 68, but gets shock of his life when the man walking with a limp turns out to be five-time kickboxing world champ who left suspect with broken ribs, feeling punchy. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your prophecy update for the week.